Hello and welcome to another Desk Side Talk with Mark. This is our 14th one of these where I just sit down and talk about what's been on my mind lately in the world of board games. As you probably know, Gen Con is going on at the moment, so I have been getting a steady stream of announcements on Twitter about things that have been announced at the show. I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, as well as a couple of other cool things, but mostly stuff about Gen Con, because that's kind of what's going on right now. I haven't been able to make it to Gen Con. There's some cool stuff going on with the Gen Cant convention alternative, I guess you could say, uh, including some really cool giveaways, so I'd recommend you check that out. That was tied into the uh, Button Shy game design contest I entered recently. They announced the winners. Both of those games look really, really cool. One is kind of a tile lane, but obviously card lane game with an, some kind of Asian theme. I don't remember the specifics. The other one that, that really caught my eye is about giving some kind of Victorian era ritual about giving different types of flowers to people to signify different things. It looks really interesting and I can't wait to play those games. But check out the Gen Cant stuff if you haven't, like me, been able to make it to Gen Con. But let's talk about some board game stuff. So before I get into Gen Con announcements and my thoughts on those, uh, I did discover, again through Twitter, because everyone and their mother was posting high scores or low scores or frustrated scores on Twitter, the digital version of Ganshan Clever, I hope I'm pronouncing that at least somewhat close. The roll and write game that just won the Kennerspiel, I believe, for the, uh, the, the Spiel Awards up in Germany. It is an abstract roll and write, and it just uses regular D6 dice and colors and a way of scoring those uh, to create a pretty decent game, at least playing solo. I don't know how the multiplayer game changes things, if anything. But the solo game is is pretty fun. I don't know if it's game of the year worthy, but I can see why it won. It's a it's an interesting game. Basically, you're rolling six dice of six different colors, and you draft those to use them for each of the six different scoring areas, or excuse me, the five different scoring areas. One of the dice is a wild, and it doesn't have a corresponding scoring area. The thing is that when you draft, all of the dice with a lower number than the one you drafted aren't available for the next roll. And I believe each round has three primary phases where you roll the remaining dice. So you kind of want to weigh drafting higher numbers, which are typically better against leaving yourself options for the later rounds of or the later rolls of that particular round. And then the game is deliberately set up so it ramps up significantly. So like you'll be halfway, you'll be through three of the six rounds in the solo game and feel like you've done nothing. But then when you hit certain parts on each of the different scoring areas, uh, there are three that are kind of just lines of progression and the other two are grids. So you're trying to connect across or vertically or, or diagonally. You can trigger basically bonus action. So getting to place another mark another spot on one of the other categories or giving yourself bonus turns and it's pretty it's pretty interesting i've had some fun with it i hit a score of 280 something that's my high score usually 
I'm around 180, 170, probably on average. I just had a game I played right before recording this where I got below 100, which was kind of embarrassing. But to get the super high scores, you got to really take a lot of risks, I think, with what kind of dice you're selecting and have that payoff. That's kind of the nature of the game. So, I don't know. It's a good way to, to kind of take a break and have a couple minutes of distraction, just an, an interesting game, but it's not blowing my mind. Moving on to Gen Con stuff, this is the key things I've seen announced, or at least the big announcements that I can remember over the past day. Just got announced like five minutes ago that apparently Gloomhaven is getting a digital version published by Asmodee, I believe, or Asmodee Digital which obviously is a huge deal, the number one rated game. I don't think I'll be interested in playing it. Part of the experience for Gloomhaven for me is sitting around the table and playing with all the bits as annoying as they can be in terms of sheer numbers. I don't see Gloomhaven being that much better in the digital realm. Because usually when you port a board game over to a digital version... The experience when you're playing the digital version is one of mastery. You can get through the game so much quicker, so your your primary incentive, and in, in at least for me, I found my focus ends up being, okay, how do I be the best I possibly can? Whereas when the game's on a table with my friends around me, it's more about enjoying the experience of playing the game. In some games, I don't really want to unlock their secrets or like, find out the broken combos and all that. I with you know with some games that's fun. With Gloomhaven, I don't think that's going to be very fun. It's a cooperative game. I'd rather sit around a table. But for people who don't have that opportunity or, you know, and maybe can't afford the the box game or can't fit it in their house cuz it's freaking huge or don't have the people to play it with regularly, this would be a great opportunity for them. In absurd board game news, uh, Fantasy Flight announced a new ship for Armada, the Superstar Destroyer. I don't know how big it is. It looks like maybe 10 to 12 inches long, which would, which would definitely be a big ship compared to their other ships. But the MSRP on this thing is $200. That's twice as much as the base game, I think. And that came with three or four ships and some fighters. Like, is the price of plastic gone up that much? I can't imagine paying $200 for a single model, although it would be really cool. So maybe that's why they're able to, to put the, the price at that, that high. The second major Fantasy Flight announcement is Arkham Horror 3rd Edition, which looks really stripped down, actually. Arkham Horror has always been this giant, giant game, and Eldritch Horror was kind of the, the more streamlined version of that. Based on the images and, like, the lack of decks of cards I've seen in the production stills, and the fact that the board is modular and it looks fairly small, like, maybe, like, the size of your average Descent dungeon map. I'm pretty surprised to see it get a third edition just to begin with, given the Eldritch Horror exists, and most people say that that's the better game. But I'm equally surprised that it seems to be even more stripped down than Eldritch Horror, just in terms of bits. And backing this up is the fact that it's coming with, a, I believe, a $65 MSRP, which is pretty low. I bet Eldritch Horror is 80 to to 100 bucks, so... 
I've seen the designer on Twitter get really excited about it, so maybe this will be a, an Arkham game that I can actually enjoy if she's gone more towards a more streamlined, maybe more strategic version of the game rather than the big narrative-focused stuff we've seen so far. So I'm kind of interested in checking it out. I won't buy it, but if I get a chance to play it, I think I will, just to see what it's all about. The final Big Fantasy Flight announcement, which is actually the first one that I saw because they sent me a press release, is for the this new Richard Garfield card game called Keyforge. And reading the press announcement, I was baffled. Like, what are they trying to communicate to me? It was written in a very verbose way. And I finally figured out that it's a game, it's a collectible game in which you buy entire decks of cards at once. Like you would buy a booster pack in, say, Magic the Gathering. But there's no deck building, and they're they're advertising as this like as like a key selling point, which I imagine for some people it might be. But that seems to be stripping a lot of potential out of the game. Anyways, you buy decks, and they're all entirely unique. They have some kind of algorithmic system for making sure all the decks are unique, and then you just play with the decks you get. I don't understand how this could be balanced. Like, either it's super overly balanced and makes the game not fun, or you just keep buying decks till you get a good one, which seems like a really obnoxious business model. I heard rumors that there's some kind of app support that'll help balance decks, so if you keep winning, you get nerfed on other aspects of the game. It's certainly a bold experiment. I support it in terms of it's something new. It just seems to take all of this stuff about these kinds of games that I dislike and amplify them, i.e. the randomness of buying stuff you don't know exactly what it is. So like the booster pack model, and it centers the whole game around that, where instead you're just buying booster decks. And it takes away part of the really the fun stuff that I love about collectible games, which is the deck building, because there is none whatsoever. However... It's a Richard Garfield design. Can't overstate how influential and important he has been to collectible card games, given that he invented them with Magic the Gathering and then made Netrunner and all kinds of amazing games. So with his name behind it, I'll give it a shot. I'm actually super curious to see what the base set is like. That's Keyforge. We'll see what happens with it. I'm, I think a lot of people out there are skeptical. All the discussion I've seen on social media has been really skeptical about it. So I'm curious to see what Fantasy Flight does with it. The final big announcement that I saw was a new Crossroads game. And I saw just a picture of it on social media. And it looks to be the sci-fi one that has been rumored for years uh, as a sequel to Dead of Winter, at least a spiritual sequel, the same kind of system. So I've never actually played Dead of Winter. That's one of those kind of games that I probably should have played at some point, but I never have. And I've always heard the Crossroads part of it was the best part of that game. So I'll be curious to see a sci-fi setting, if it is indeed that. I'm guessing based on the picture and the name, which I don't remember. I, I literally just saw a picture of it right before starting this recording. If it is that, that's a theme I'll like better than zombies. So I'm cautiously optimistic about that one also. 
And finally, just for you all, I wanted, I wanted to point out that on Steam, they're having a board game game, like digital games of board games sale right now. And like I said, I'm not a huge fan of that just because I prefer playing the physical games if possible, but obviously not a lot of people have that much uh, flexibility with that as I do. I'm, I'm pretty lucky in that regard in that I usually have people I can play games with uh, in person. But one thing I do want to point out is that Twilight Struggle is only $4. It's over half off in this sale. Even if you've never played Twilight Struggle, I highly recommend throwing in the 4 bucks, getting the digital version. It has a very nice tutorial. The user interface in the game is very, very good. It's slick. It's well done. And you'll get to at least get a taste of one of the best games ever made. So it's only 4 bucks. I think pretty much anyone ought to buy this game. I, you've heard me talk about it a lot. It's an incredible game. This is the cheapest opportunity you have to get it played other than finding someone else who owns the game. That's all I've got for today. Just some Gen Con stuff going on. I'm not too concerned about missing out on stuff with Gen Con. I'll hear about it eventually. In the meantime, I'm going to be playing some more Gloomhaven tonight and some other games. That's what it's really all about. So I'll talk to you all again soon. We'll be back next week with a main podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye.